Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I would to God that when you come on Sunday morning, You ring it out so much in worship that you have to go home and take a nap, that you're worthless for the rest of the day. You don't feel like going to the mountains. You don't feel like going, playing, whatever, fishing, golfing, whatever. I, I would to God that we would come and give it that much where we are so run out that all we can do is just collapse in bed. <laughs> uh, all right. When we praise, when we worship God, we should hold nothing back. It doesn't matter how we feel. No matter if, 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 if everything's just right with our physical bodies or if there's a headache or involved or, or a cold. or it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if we like the music. It doesn't matter if Pastor Joel plays our song or not. It should not matter if the volume is just right. We work hard, we're, and we're continuing to work hard on that. I, I've heard, I've heard, okay. We're continuing to work hard on that. I was very intentional about trying to pick songs that would connect to everybody this morning, but that shouldn't be what it's about. Let me give you a definition of worship. That's one of my, there's many, many out there, but this is one of my favorite. Worship is an outward expression. Everybody say outward It's on the outside of what God is doing on the inside. I also love the, the definition that our video at the beginning gave us. I never saw this before. Worship is an outward response to a relationship we do not deserve. Amen. That's powerful. But both of those have in common is what? Outward. Our worship should be seen and it should be heard. Write this down. If we are truly worshiping God, people will Know it. Revelation 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they, were, they exist and were created. When we work out our worship and when we give God our best, when we offer Christ an outward expression, it's because Jesus is worthy of that kind of worship. Listen, listen, there's a lot of things in this life, a lot of people, things that are worthy of our praise. I praise, when I see Sarah dance, she's a beautiful dancer, and I see her dance, she comes back, I was like, oh, it was amazing. I'm praising her for her dance and how well she practiced and did. When my daughter plays soccer, Rachel, and she scores or whatever, I'm praising her. I may have done that. Come on, your kids, I mean, you, yeah. When the Broncos win this afternoon, I'm going to, you know, matter of fact, I th sorry about that. Sorry. You got it. That's too much. You were with me up until that moment. Listen, I'll throw a ball and my dog will bring it back to me and I'll praise my dog. You do it too. But there is only one 
who is worthy of our worship. And his name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And we're going to worship him at new life. We're going to worship him on the outside. When we work at our worship, it's because he's worthy. Look at the board. I want you to write this down. And if you have a, a social media, I want you to put this on there. You can take a picture of it, whatever you want to do. We are most alive and doing what we were created for when we are worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are most alive when we are worshiping. We have talents and gifts that we use, and we should use them, and they're at the top of our list. If you're a parent, taking care of your child is at the top of the list, but even higher than all of that is the worship of Almighty God. It's why we are taking in breath. It's why we are created to worship Him. We are most alive when we're worshiping. I want to give you a couple ways that we can work out our worship quickly. I'm not going to take long with this. This is, this is not long. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. What's God's mercy? What was God's mercy? It's not a trick question. It's okay. In view of the cross, because of the cross, Paul says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. What, what did we just say? We're most alive when we're worshiping. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This, everybody say this. This is your true and proper Now, was anybody playing an instrument in that passage? Was anybody wearing it out on the keyboard in that passage? Was anybody leading a song in that passage? It's not just about the songs. First and foremost, when we work out our worship, we work out our worship by how we live our lives. That was real quiet. I hope you're writing. I hope you're writing and since you're that quiet... We work out our worship, first of all, and foremost, by how we live every day. In view of God's mercy, in view of the cross, in view of salvation, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we are to live our lives completely surrendered to him. And this consecrated life, Paul tells us, is true and proper worship. Second, we must work out our worship with complete adoration. Last week we talked about the two sides of faith, and many of us had not really heard about the harder side of faith. Because it's not popular. Now we're talking about the two sides of worship, a complete worship. In the the book of John in chapter 4, we we get the story about the woman at the well with Jesus. Everybody kind of familiar with that? She comes to the well at a time of day where she's not expecting to see a Jewish man. So this is already weird for her. He gets there and they talk. And then he reads her mail. He asks about her. Husband, and she says, oh, I don't have a husband. He said, oh, you got that right. You've had five. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. (laughs) Wow. And then they talk a little bit more. Then they start talking about 
our subject, worship. And she says, I, I, I want to worship more. I want to do more. But basically, I don't live where I need to live. I'm not near Jerusalem. You've made it hard. You folks, you, you Jewish, Jewish people have made it hard because you have to be in, he says, listen, in, in verse 23, but the time is coming. Get this. Indeed, it's here. He's, in my mind, he's thinking, lady, if you only knew, the new covenant, the new way, the new testament is sitting right in front of you. The time is coming, and indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Now, here's the part I want you to hone in on. The Father is looking. Everybody say looking. For those who will worship him that way. How many want to be that kind of worshiper that God is looking for? About 12 of you. Awesome. I'm serious. How many want to be the kind of worshiper that Almighty God is looking for? There are millions of people worshiping right now around the world. In the United States, around the world. Right now as we're having this service. With genuine, listen to me, I'm, I'm being serious. Genuine hearts, genuine hearts, good spirits, hands lifted, praise going up. They're worshiping with spirit, with their spirit. But many of them are not worshiping in truth. It happens right here. It's happening a lot in the Western paradigm of Christianity. Shepherds, leaders, and I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. I'm just saying they're not, they're giving watered down messages. There's no challenge for discipleship. There's no challenge to grow. There's no challenge with the deeper truths in God's word. And the result, come on, listen, is an incomplete worship. A worship that is not powerful. They don't know the word of God. By the grace of God, folks, we are going to know the word of God here. We're going to be a church that worships him in spirit and truth. Now, there are others on the other side of the coin who go through their rituals of worship that are founded in the word of God. They know theology up, down, sideways. But there's no life. There's no authenticity. There's no spirit. It's all truth. How many have been to a dead, dry church like that? Not fun, is it? Here's the point. The Father is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit, with honesty, with sincerity, with authenticity, but also in truth, the unchanging, unwavering word of God. Such, listen to me, don't, I know this is not as fun as the other stuff we were doing. <laughs> I know the worship's more fun, but this is important. Such a combination 
of spirit and truth creates the most powerful worship experience on the planet. And we want nothing short of that at New Life Church. We want nothing short of that in this church. Folks, we have only scratched the surface of what God wants to do in this body. We have only scratched the surface of what he wants to do through us to this community. But we've got to get to the place where he can pour his spirit out. He can't trust us right now. notes spirit of God is speaking to we he cannot trust us in this moment with what he really wants my Lord he's looking God is looking for someone he can pour out his spirit upon and trust with his presence and what I'm telling you I don't care what it takes. We're going to be that kind of church. We're going to be that kind of... I could care less if it looks cool or hip or the most cutting edge or anything. As long as it's God, I want it. Do you hear me? As long as it's authentic and it's Him and it's not our flesh, I want it. I want it. I want it. But we have to work out our worship every day. Not just on Sunday. I was a worship leader professionally for 20 years, and I know how you feel, brother. You come in here in the first song, it's like pulling teeth. Because we don't come, I'm myself included, we don't come ready. The last time we were in God's presence was a week ago, if we're lucky. We've got to work it out every day so that we we come in here, it's just like a pep rally. It's just a celebration for what's going to happen out there. It's just a time to get poured into and pour out for what happens out there. Hmm. Let me ask you a question in closing. What would happen if all of us were to work out our worship to the fullest in the same season of time, not the same Sunday, not all of us get our act together for one day. That's not what God's looking for. What if we were all to begin working out our worship to the fullest in a season of time? What would happen? It's an old-fashioned word. Revival. Listen, listen. Wait, I'll give you a chance in a second. Revival is not a set of meetings. Revival, you do not schedule. Lord, we're going to meet with you next Monday through Friday, but that's it. Brother so-and-so is coming and we're going to have us a... Revival means everything is flipped on its head. Revival means a change in atmosphere. Revival means a change in behavior. Not just for the body, but for the whole community. You study revivals, great revivals. The whole community was changed. People will hear about it. 
and be compelled by the Spirit of God to come. The woman at the well, when she got done with Jesus, what did she do? She ran into the city and she said what? Come and see a man. How many want to be a come and see church? Wait a minute, let me ask, well, let me ask it again. I took you off guard. You you weren't ready. How many want to be a come and see church where you can invite your family and your lost friends and your lost loved ones to come in because you know the presence of God is going to be here and will change their life? It's not going to happen. God won't trust us with that kind of move unless we learn to work out our worship every day. Here's the big idea. We are going to be that group of people whom God is looking for, who will worship him in spirit and in truth. This body is going to be that group of people and you have a decision to make. The train is pulling out of the station. You hear me? You have a decision to make whether you're going to go all in. You're going to be on board. I'm telling you, I hope you do because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. God's going to do so many. Let's read that together. We are going to be that group of people whom God is looking for, who will worship him in spirit and in truth. One more time. We are going to be that group of people whom God is looking for, who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Stand to your feet. Start clapping your hands. Give God praise. We are going to be that group of people. We are going to be that church. We are going to position ourselves for revival, for renewal. We are going to see souls saved and lives changed right here. Come on, give him praise. If you believe, if you believe right now, it has to be by faith, not by sight, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. We are going to be that group that God will eventually trust us with a mighty move of his spirit. Bow your heads.